and welcome to episode six of the Cancer Sisters podcast. This is How Do You Do It? How do you do it? <laughs> Let's roll. Okay. Well, um, why don't you start with some updates about you? Me? You. Well, let's see. I've had the shingles. That's a lot of fun. Um, the shingles spread from the original, uh, what do you call that? Like outbreak? And um, that, I spent a day in tears. That was yeah. horrible because I was it was it was all doom and gloom. I was sure that they were gonna spread. Um, the shingles are on the left side of my body where the incisions are on the right, and I was so sure that the the shingles were gonna spread right over to my incisions who that were still healing. That did not happen. Thankfully. Yes, there the the outbreak is um drying up as it were. Like my skin looks okay, okay, but I still have the burning stinging itching you know nerve pain ridiculous which i suppose is why i had a week <clears throat> of a cycle of year and i have a very large bottle of gabapentin because i suppose this is, is what happens like, yeah a nerve the, medicine yeah the shingles infection um dries up fairly quickly but the nerve pain continues so that's where i am did anyone you know when you saw the doctor, did they just, did they confirm, like, yeah, your immunity's low because of the surgery? Or what'd they say? Yeah. Just that it made sense, you know, because that my body went through a lot with the surgery. Nobody beforehand said anything about it. Of course not. That, you know, anything about my immunity, as a matter of fact. I mean, the fact that I have a shingles outbreak lets me know that I'm immunocompromised, but <laughs> nobody... Nobody mentioned that. Mm-hmm. As, like, not when I left the hospital, not my pre-surgery appointments. So, I don't mean to belabor the point, but it still ticks me off. Oh, yeah. yeah. I keep saying it until it doesn't tick you <laughs> off. <laughs> so, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, shingles has been kind of at the forefront of the week. I think that my surgical incisions are healing well. I think they're almost completely healed. Excellent. Um, the healing is still happening underneath, of course. But Which takes a long... It's like six weeks longer than the outside. Something ridiculous like that. Something like that. So, yeah. So, healing so you have to be kind to yourself. I still um, take a couple naps during the day. Mm-hmm. But uh, what's really exciting is I'm starting to do housework. <laughs> that's really fun. As exercise. As exercise. Mm-hmm. Because reaching into the washing machine to put the clothes in the dryer is exercise. And that's something you can do before, so that is improvement. Yes. I was not able to reach into the machine before. Yeah. That's baby steps. I can go, speaking of steps, up and down the stairs um, without having to take a break. Excellent. If I go It really is. It is. I mean, if I have to go up and down the stairs more than once, I'm going to have to... To sit and... Take a breather. Take it easy. Yeah. Yeah. But um, progress is slow. I do think it's going well. Um, coming up, I'll have an appointment with the pulmonologist just because I think a lot of patients that this, you know, where I had that the surgeon deals with this, um, come in to the office already being established with the pulmonologist. And I, you know lost some lung 
So I guess I need that yeah. kind of doctor. Now you do need one. Yeah. yeah the cool thing is um, I've been scheduled with the doctor who's the sister of one of my really good friends, which is just hilarious. It like is it crazy. Just, it just happened that way. So that's fun. I actually am going to look forward to meeting her. And um, because I'm still napping and because I still have some shortness of breath and all this stupid shingles pain, I've decided I won't be starting the school year on time. Yeah. So that's sad and ridiculous because I didn't start the school year last year either. Um, yeah. Sad and ridiculous, that's all I can say about it. But, I mean, it's the right choice. I can't, I do not have the strength or the stamina to work a full day. No, I mean, it's a tough situation to be in, and I'm proud of you for making the decision because you have to honor, like, what your body's doing. I mean, but for anybody who doesn't get it, you stand for eight hours and talk for almost as long. Like... You're not doing either right now. No, I'm not. <laughs> and it's hard for anyone who doesn't have any kind of issue going on to come back to school. Teachers are so tired in the first week back to school because you're getting back into that routine and mm-hmm. doing all that stuff. Your voice so. and your legs. and Right. And your lungs. And your lungs. So. Yeah, so I'm just not ready. And, the you know, nobody is pressuring me to go back to work. And in fact, I think the administration would say the opposite. They're like, don't come through these doors. We know you're not ready. And we right. know you're, you're, you've been through a major surgery and you're healing. And so that's been, yeah, that's been good. We don't want you catch, catching anything in the first week. No, that's that. true. All that back to school crud. Ooh. Absolutely not. <laughs> and nobody got time for that. <laughs> <laughs> so you let a little bit out on our Instagram page, but you have, you have updates for everybody. Yeah. I mean, I've got good news. I, it's it's. I felt so crappy this week. It's been hard to like, fully feel the joy in it. But it is good news. It means the chemo's working, and we don't have any doubts about that. I mean, what I'm hanging on to Wait, number. Why don't you spell out the good news? Number one, I'm just about to. No, you you said it. It was good news, but it what's is. The, but what's the it? <laughs> Number one is that the chemo has let or not allowed any new cancer to form. Mm-hmm. Number two is that my existing uh, tumors or lymph nodes that have the tumors in them are shrunk by about half. Yeah. Which is huge. Huge. Big deal. Insert applause. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll film a little machine for that. <laughs> Um, so, I mean, that's awesome. It also means, uh, a couple other things that I, um, will continue on this pattern of chemotherapy through November, which is a lot longer than I intended. You didn't intend, you expected. Expected. Yeah. Says the English teacher. <laughs> Thanks for the correction. <laughs> Um, and so that's tough because I, I think I envisioned that I would be done before I started coaching. Mm-hmm. Right. And the school season, their swim season is like October 29th or something. It's always like 
Halloween or November 1st or something right around there. So I'll still be in this kind of shape. And um, this um, week has been particularly tough. It starts around four of the chemo and I do the double medicine. I did that on Monday. Um, and I've been sleeping like an extraordinary amount, not at night, um, because I've been having terrible heartburn and like regurgitation problems and... Can you take Prilosec? Yeah. Are you? Yeah. And it's not helping? No, um, I think I have to change the way I'm eating because, well, I mean, this is again, some more personal information, but... Those medicines cause a little bit of heartburn and they give me Pepsid, but they also cause constipation and I have to, I'm finding like what I eat, it needs to change again. And I haven't, I've been hungry, but I don't have an appetite. This is all new for me this week. So it's just not been very fun. Mm -mm. Um, I have this little plate of Cool Ranch Doritos here because like, that was the thing I could envision eating. Yeah. You know? Um, but you know that's fine, right? It's fine. It's just, you know, we're so... Okay, I can't laugh at my... I can't say healthy without laughing at myself. I'm, <laughs> not, I'm not healthy right now. Healthy in the mind? <laughs> healthy in no, the mind. No, you, what you mean is you know what a healthy balance of fruits and vegetables and protein and carbohydrates is. Yes, I know it very well. Right? And mm-hmm. to just make a meal out of Doritos is is not great when you're not eating the other things. Mm-hmm. So I know what you mean. Yeah, but I mean, this goes, that's why we're talking about it, because on, on how do you do it. Because sometimes how you do it is just... Eat what you can. Eat what you can. You just make it. Um, so... Although when yesterday you said, I'll just have a potato. I was like, <laughs> no, you won't. You'll also have some of this grilled chicken. <laughs> it was delicious. <laughs> But I just had to start with a potato. I'll just have a potato. What would I do without you? Yeah. It was a small potato, listeners. <laughs> it wasn't like a baked potato. It was a, it was a small golden gold, golden potato, like one you'd have several of. <laughs> okay. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Um, so what I wanted to do before we got into some other things on this topic is Stop complaining and no, I mean I'm not complaining. It's just reality. I, f- I feel like dirt even right now, as we're recording. But um, I got a, we got a couple questions and responses to um our podcast, which I absolutely love, mm-hmm. and I post those. I since I view it from the logged in side, I don't see how they look um on Spotify, but. Um, one of the questions was around what surgeries do I have to have? And that's some, this is why I was really looking forward to getting my CT results because, um, all I can think about is my my surgeries and what's next. So what's super, um, super good also is that my oncologist said, if my orthopedist wants to repair my foot, that he'll give me Three or four weeks to do that. Take weeks to do that, and he said so three or four weeks off of chemotherapy. Off of chemotherapy to get my foot fixed, he said it takes about you know because chemo doesn't stay in the body the same way radiation does, so it really only takes one or two weeks to get out of you. Um, so I would have to take a couple weeks, 
and then have the surgery and get a couple weeks before they put me right back on the schedule. That would then, of course, delay things and put me into December. Um, but whenever, whether it's November or December, I would get another CT, which is exciting to see, you know, hopefully the same that kind of gone. result. And it would just be all gone. I mean, that's the goal that I'd be completely knocked down. And then I get a true break. Right. Which should be super amazing. Do you want to talk a minute about what the surgery what are? you learned that your foot surgery will be? Yeah. Yeah. I, um, so I have what's called a Jones fracture, apparently typical for people with high arches. Um, I think he, the doctor said specifically like swimmers, dancers, and in runners. And it's on the outside of my foot in that part of... The base, the base of the fifth metatarsal. Yes. So it affects my little toe. The pain is on the top of my foot. And that's why I really thought it was tendonitis. But then it started to spread and started to hurt all the time. And that's why I finally got it checked. So there involve, it involves um, a little fusion of that fracture. And he mentioned... With a plate? He didn't say how. Like, he didn't want to get too in-depth. I have an appointment next week, so... Okay. Um, and shaving down my high arch a little bit, which then leaves the question, what happens to my other foot that is not currently injured that has the same high arch? That's everyone's question, so stay tuned. That's a good question. I will answer next that yeah. next week. Um, and then the other surgery I have... Well, time out. What's the recovery like for that foot surgery? No idea. Okay. That's a to be determined. Yeah. Okay. Right. Uh, Dr. Plate thinks, you know, basically that I'll go right back into chemo. And I'm already on, um, scooter. We'll have to take a picture of this for Instagram, you guys. One of the swim moms at the pool brought me a little pink basket and streamers and a bell for my knee scooter. And it's absolutely adorable um so what i was going to say is i already have a boot cast and a knee scooter so probably um you know i'll have the same kind of restrictions after a surgery so that i can recover um so we'll see uh then my other surgery i'm saying i'm a lot i apologize i'll stop that um is i just said it again <laughs> You said, I'm alive. I did. Is the surgery to repair the fistula. Fistulas can be in different places in your body. It is essentially a hole between two organs. And that was caused by my last tumor that is all gone. And it is a very involved surgery. And that wouldn't happen until I um, am cleared of cancer this round and have another significant break. So, those are the questions. And somebody made a really sweet comment. Did you happen to write it down? I did not. Okay. Well, I don't know yet how to reply. Well, really, you know, just that somebody related to how hard it is to kind of know what your next step should be and know how you should be treated. Um, to expect to be treated well and efficiently, but really have to advocate for yourself. Right. And yeah. how frustrating that can be. Mm-hmm. For sure. So, um, you, I believe, have some questions for me when we're talking about how do we even do it. Yeah. Well, the title of today's podcast came from 
you know, from the comment that you, you and I hear every once in a while that is just, I don't know how you do it, right? Or mm-hmm. how do you even do it? And also from the contradiction of, like, say, how you're feeling right now, um, yep. but able to go to work yesterday for several hours, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm feeling crappy the whole time, and so, like, how do you do it? And um, you can you worked in some fashion or another through your treatment and your recovery for the rectal cancer as well. So mm-hmm. I would like you to share a little bit about what not to not to brag but to to show the optimism i suppose in our situation is what number one you were able to create and what work you were able to do and then to our title how you did it how do you manage that for sure so what work um so my what i do yeah talk about your work i am a full-time swimming coach (laughs) who is in my driveway Somebody just doing a little turnaround. That's why my driveway is in shambles. <laughs> is it? <laughs> it is. is you live why? on a corner lot, they're going to turn around in your driveway and not pay for it when it needs replaced. Anyway. Amanda just said, squirrel! <laughs> <laughs> I, I did. Okay, so uh, in, in 2020, the high school... Coach left, and uh, I got a phone call, I think probably because our buddy Solt, and asked if I wanted to coach. So I took over the high school program, and I realized it had been a lot of years since I started, since I had been coaching, and I missed it. I really wanted to get back into it. So I started thinking of, like, how am I going to make my life work just, you know, just being a swim coach? And plenty of people that are coaches understand uh, that we're severely underpaid, Um so, and that's not why you get into the profession. I could say much like teachers, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, so I decided there's, there was a big need for a youth swim club because there had been one there for years. We were in it when we were kids. Do you remember what it was called? No. You don't? No. Copley Medina YCVs. Oh. Yeah. We were CVs. <laughs> CVs. Why did I just have a brain cramp? I don't know. I was <laughs> testing you. Sorry. <laughs> and then the last team that was there was Water Warriors, and I've absolutely mm. hated the name since I ever, <laughs> like, since I learned it before I had me even moved back here. So um, I definitely wanted to change the name. So um, I created my own company as a coach-owned club, which is Copley Aquatics and... It has been so fun. It gave me a lot to focus on. And I was fresh out of treatment the first time in 2021 when I created the team and just got started. So you want to talk about maybe a little bit more of your timeline, like when you finished treatment and when your team began? Well, sure, everything's sort of, like, right now we're about to end the summer season, and then you kick off in the fall again. High school is more winter, but but clubs are more fall, if that makes sense. And mm-hmm. so I finished at the very end of October. So while I was finishing treatment, I was doing all the stuff behind the scenes. I got with um, a mentoring service through... a a um, 
organization called SCORE and figured out how to open my own LLC. <clears throat> Did all the research on USA Swimming, got my business connected to USA Swimming, took the certifications that I needed to do, set up the accounts, learned QuickBooks because I needed something to keep me organized mm -hmm. and talked to a few people and got some coaches and got it off the ground. And what's, what's, there was definite, there was a definite need for it. There was a lot of people uh, asking at the pool what happened to the club team and, oh, wasn't there a team here? Wasn't, are you going to reopen the water warriors and lessons, and swim lessons and all the things. So, um, that's, that's how it grew. And we have a really nice swim lessons program at the, at the pool. And that's part of my job as the aquatic director. So I started group lessons and then we do private lessons. And our main goal is to make sure that everybody is safe and knows how to swim. But it's really part of what's building rebuilding the brand of swimming for us mm -hmm. you know so it's keeping giving kids that and if you remember when we tried soccer when we were eight years old <laughs> that one we were not land-based so getting to the point where you know I'm seeing these kids and it's so rewarding because their parents are saying like oh we've tried cheerleading and we've tried this and that but she just loves the water and so you know, it's really, it's really cool to see these kids that are just taken to the water and they're so happy to have a place to go. Mm -hmm. So our team has grown over the years, over the year. And so I started it after I finished treatment in 21. And I, I was delayed. I wasn't on the pool deck a lot, but I did what I could. Because you're still recovering. I mean, finishing treatment is one thing and then recovery is another and that, and I had radiation and the fatigue and the pain and... I mean, I was surprised by how long it took to recover. I thought, you know, going into it, I thought, okay, well, if I finish, if I finish my treatment on this day, probably in a month or six weeks or so, I'll, I'll feel great. Mm -mm. And that just wasn't the truth. It took months. Well, it stays in your body and... Um... It can take up to a year. So the fatigue, you know, gradually starts to go away, but not immediately. It took three weeks for me to get past, the, like, the pain. And there was a point at which I couldn't work. And doing a lot of those, like, online trainings and the stuff that I had to do behind the, behind the scenes to get stuff set up was so difficult because I couldn't even sit. Yeah, because sitting normally to, like, look at... Your yeah, computer and my eyes were affected. I couldn't read well. Um, my contacts like weren't working. My glasses weren't working because, you know, and that's that's some like an eye change that goes back. But I'm but I'm that, dealing with that again. That was a surprise to me. Was, that that was an effect. Uh, you know, that's when I went into treatment and they talked about all the possible side effects. Well, your vision's going to change, and don't don't run to your eye doctor and get a new prescription. It'll go back. Mm -hmm. I'm like, your vision's going to change. Well, and you just <laughs> said they, they talked to you about all the things. They talked to you about the top 10 of about 30,000 things that can happen to you. 
Right, or the most really common, common things. The most common things. It, it's ridiculous. And that's what they ask, you know, every time I go for treatment about neuropathy, which I, I started getting a little bit. Where? In my fingertips. Mm. In this foot. It's hard to tell, but, yeah, you know. Yeah, a big old boot on it. Um, and it comes and goes, um, but my vision is terrible. And thankfully, I don't have um, mouth sores or things like that. But now I'm getting dry mouth. I'm getting dry eyes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're slowly mm-hmm. creeping in. But I'm getting more of the things they, all, they keep asking me about. So. And they offer you solutions, like weekly in your weekly treatment and your check-in they can offer you solutions Mm -hmm. to the dry eye or the dry mouth yeah you're still getting fantastic care yes yeah and i have a mouth rinse i can use and it helps i can't think of the name of it it's in my cabinet it's okay (laughs) but um yeah so and my goal with everything that i was doing was like i was gonna just basically keep moving forward like, and I referenced this before about... Just keep swimming, just swimming, keep, swimming, Yeah, we have a sign up swimming, there. Swimming, swimming. Yep. <laughs> um, the sign up at the pool that says that. But um, especially with this second diagnosis, this metastatic diagnosis, we referenced it when we talked about how you and I were so overly positive between, oh, you have lymph nodes to let's check them in a month. I scheduled everything I could I set up swim lessons for the like the next three series like next three sets of months I was setting up I was working on the documents for the swim team I started my master's team yeah which I love coaching which I'm coaching also and I and I had to do the certification for that and you know so but I absolutely love it. And, you know, this was a really hard week. And if I had had someone to go in for me yesterday, I probably would have. But I forced myself out of the house. And I'm glad I did. For one, I worked with the cross-country kids mm-hmm. for a half hour to do a water workout for them. I saw one of my swimmers who has been um, traveling and I haven't seen her much. And she gave me a big hug, which was so delightful. Mm-hmm. Uh, the swim mom said, I told you I was going to find this and brought me, she's like, I hope you like pink and brought me the basket. <laughs> just in time and for Barbie week. Just in time for Barbie week. You know, and then it was girls day that none of the boys showed up to, and they're men, but none of the boys showed up to, um, the master's practice. Master's practice. That's funny. So it was seven women and everyone was wearing a blue suit. <laughs> so I, I should have taken a picture, but we were joking about it and, was a lot of fun and uh, so it was hard physically but it's hard physically absolutely good for your heart but it's a yes definite boost and did you like my active listening right there it was so good (laughs) it was so good (laughs) thank you Um, i feel heard thank you talk it like you alluded to it but you know, if you had someone to go in for you. So talk about the ways that you are, that you've been able to continue working, um, like the avenues for work. So you talked about working from home, all the paperwork and the training you did. There's a lot to run the business. I can do all that I have been and continue to do because 
well, the office is so hot. I don't want to leave a computer in there anyway. So it's like, it's not the right in the environment nat- in, in the natatorium. the upper floor of the natatorium. Yeah, yeah. right. So I, I choose to do all that kind of work at home too. But the only thing that allows me to continue the team and to continue growing and keeping up the level of... Keeping the natatorium open. Keeping the natatorium open and keeping the level of... Um, services that we provide is all my assistant coaches and my swim lessons instructors and people that get it and they show up to work on time right you know and so you're responsible for um the programming and you know being the person who physically opens the pool Mm -hmm. to the public as an editorium director but to not be the person in the water teaching the lessons, to have a staff of people to teach the lessons and to continue to grow that program and yes. assistant coaches to travel with the club team to their meets. Mm-hmm. Because a meet would be absolutely too exhausting. And, I, and it stinks because that's the fun part, right? But the team of coaches that I have, they, they had all the meets covered. And that's invaluable. Mm-hmm. And they have to be, they have to be certified. They had a whole list of things to do to be registered, you know. So they, they put their heart and soul in the two, and they see a lot of the reward, which I'm missing. But I, but I also get it through them. You know, I just know that this is a short season, for what I'm going through. Hopefully, well, mm-hmm. even though I'm supposedly going to deal with this for the rest of my life, but. This right now is a season where um, I can't be there as much as I want, but I still can. And the flexibility has been really good because... Being able to do something like alternating days, uh, like physically going into work every other day or... Like I get my work done, but I don't, you know, I don't have to hold the same steady hours. I can, I can mix it up, you know, and by the end of the week where I'm typically feeling a lot better let's say saturday it's my longest day mm-hmm. i go in at six forty-five and i coach masters and then uh, swim lessons start and i'm there for probably six more hours so i end up doing a bulk of it between friday and saturday mm-hmm. but i do get in my hours and because and there'll be there could be a time when i won't and this in the administration has is going to be flexible with me, which is, you know, amazing. It's just tough trying to find the people that can fill in. Like, I have to hire more coaches right now. We're changing seasons. You know, I have coaches that have other obligations and their moms and their jobs and their, you know, things going on. And, um, you know, so that's my next big challenge is to... Hire some more coaches. And the challenges continue. Yeah. Yeah. But one thing, when we're talking about how you do it, people are are so kind and they're like, oh my gosh, you're so strong and you're so resilient. And uh, where do you think that comes from? Because we are very resilient. Like we don't quit. That's an interesting question, isn't it? I think I would have answered one way as a child in a different way now. 
We'll answer it both ways. No, That's I mean, interesting. I do think, well, yeah, because I do think, like, I do think it's the way that we grew up, but I don't necessarily remember either one of our parents being like, you know, this is what you should do and this is what you will do and, you know, holding our feet to the fire. No, but we you were taught to work hard. You remember, <laughs> you remember the... You mentioned the soccer. We didn't have to keep on <laughs> we after, that to keep one, on. after that one after that one. Well nobody season. wanted to watch it, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> after that one season. But but both of our parents worked really hard and I mean I think we saw that. Yeah, and then we had, you know, chores and responsibilities at home and we we learned how to work and dad famously you know, held out his hands in the scale. <laughs> Grade, you know, grades, responsibilities. Or no, yeah. he'd say privileges, right? Yes. Grades, privileges, <laughs> grades. I'll use my voice to show you that the scale went down. Grades, so do the privileges. <laughs> so. Our privileges stay high because we were... We were good at school. I was perfectly, slightly above average at school. I mean, let's be honest. George was Mr. Straight A's. I was... He was. I was Mrs. Straight B's with well, the, the occasional A. Yeah. Yeah. Pure perfection. So how would you answer it as an adult then? Well, I think you can... I think, you know, I, I cannot dis, uh, discount how we were, we were raised. Yeah. Right. But this resilience, I think, is closely tied into hope and it's closely tied into um, a generally a sense of optimism. I mean, you and I have talked a little bit about mm-hmm. not been so optimistic. Yeah. Like me last Thursday. But generally speaking, we are we are glass half full. Like I, you know, I am filled with hope and. And as an adult and someone who became a believer as an adult, I have to attribute that to not only how we grew up, but really how, you know, I was made, I was formed. I mean, that is just kind of the hope that is, you know, the hope that we, that is in Jesus Christ, right? Mm-hmm. There is that sense of optimism that like a, the very old way to put it is, that the worldly troubles are only temporary, you know, mm-hmm. and that there's, that there's, you know, we're not alone in it, right? Right. Potemonos, never alone. <laughs> I think the other part of it is that you have to, you don't, you don't have a choice because if you want to live, you just got to do it. And there's, Right. I mean, the choice is, the choice is really uh, choosing a slow and painful death if you choose not to go through treatment. If you choose... It's a little morbid. I mean, is uh, it? Yeah, but I we mean... Choose slow right. and, we choose slow and painful treatment instead. Right, yeah. <laughs> With a compromised immune system. But, right. um... Kid, sort of. <clears throat> no, but we choose... We choose to we choose to follow the plan, and we trust in our doctors and we trust in the plan. 
Yeah, I, and I don't, sometimes I, I don't know where it comes from. I mean, I can uh, theorize, but most days I just get up and do it because that's what I got to do. And then other week, you know, other days and weeks, like most of the days this week, I am laying around going, I don't know how I'm going to do it, you know? And I don't know why it hit so hard, I guess, just because it's week four. I thought the the news... But you had and a the, whole week off, right? I had 10 days off. Yeah, I wonder if there's something in, you know, that break that sort of makes it hit, the two doses hit, the two medicines hit harder. Hit a little harder. Yeah, that could be. But... Um, and also because even before cancer and all this, you know, I, I've been a person that just believes in you can wake up and choose how your day needs to go. Mm-hmm. You know, if something goes wrong, you don't, it's, you have to fight against it, but you don't want to wallow in it and say, oh, now my whole day is gone. You know, something bad or something irritated. And for me, like, okay, I dropped my coffee all over me and I had a change, but that's not going to, that's not going to determine my whole day. So I've always been like that. So even though it's almost like restarting your day as many times as you need to, to keep it going. Yeah. Well, you and I are not those kind of people who, and we know some people who are like, I mean, like this week has been hard, but that's the way you say it. This week's been hard. These days have been hard. I've been so tired and fatigued. It's not as easy to get things done as it has been in the past, but you don't throw the whole week away. Right. You know, do you know people like that? Oh. <laughs> right? Eeyore. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like that, that was the, that whole month sucked. No. You want to know pet peeve right now is people that say FML. Yeah. <laughs> You'll never hear me say that unless I'm joking because no, it makes but... me mad. Right, because it's not, like, this, this, obviously, we talk about it every week, and (laughs) we record it, and we post it. Like, this takes a lot of our time and our thoughts, Mm -hmm. but I'm not going to say, as much as sometimes I'm really sad about, like, for instance, the concerts I bought tickets to that I'm not going to. Mm-hmm. Um, even my, my union work there that I am missing because there's a lot of, you know, a lot of fun in that, mm-hmm. um, that I'm sad about the things that I'm missing, but I'm not going to say like, oh, this the whole summer of 2023 sucked because it didn't. Ava graduated. We had a party for her mm-hmm. I did get to go to one of the concerts I bought tickets to and whoop it up <laughs> and assault people and you know what I mean verbally <laughs> and I uh I, I can't say that I <coughs> excuse me I can't say that I feel good you know mm-hmm. but um I friends and family just like you know visiting and sending notes and the way that people have been providing meals mm-hmm. and I'm watching one show on Amazon Prime with Melina and I'm watching another show on Netflix with Ava <laughs> and what that means is while I'm spending a lot of time on the couch I also have my 
you know, technically adult daughters who are are watching TV with me and just just plain old being with me. And I can't throughout the summer because yeah. that's lovely. Yeah. I was hoping, um, and I agree with you, and I, and I said that to your daughters too, like at least at least the timing of them being home right now is really great before they go off to college again and for the first time. But um, and they get that time with you, and I think that's wonderful. And I get a little more moody about how this summer is for me than others. But I cannot deny all the the good that has come out of the people that care for us. I, I will not skip over that, but uh, zero out of zero concerts. We're not even... <laughs> <laughs> but you didn't have tickets for anything. But I want... I wanted tickets. <laughs> I would have. I know. <laughs> you know? And I wanted to take a weekend away. I have a credit on Southwest, and I want to go see the my Atlanta f- peeps. You know, and yeah, because I had canceled a trip way back when, mm-hmm. um, and it's still on there. And I and I just want some sun. And I see all these people, like and half of my swim team is on vacation right now. <laughs> you know, there's not a lot of people showing up this morning. But you uh, can't really sit in the sun right now, can you? I mean, it's a sunny day. It's really I will, humid. I'm not. Gonna if be my feet are in the ocean, I will wear a giant brimmed hat. I don't care. And a sun shirt. I mean, I don't have the suntan of Greece 22. I do not. And I will not. But I just, you know, and for, for I know it sounds uh, cliche, but the water is my happy place. You know, and for a lot of people, like, you can just reset and feel so much better about life having mm-hmm. been near the ocean. And that's all I want, like... Give me a few days. Yeah. But, and so... You could just go up to Lake Erie. It's not the same, but some of those beaches are really pretty. Yeah. Remember we did that that one time? (laughs) Like six years ago. (laughs) When I lived up there and I was like, come up here. Yeah. Yeah, we did it once. Yeah. I know we could. Maybe we can't. I mean, so... I'm not going to complain about that anymore. Mm -hmm. But this is how we do it. A little complaining, a little bit of anger, (laughs) a little bit of positivity, a lot of water, a little bit of, a lot of medicine. Some days you just breathe in and some days you just break even. Right, Dirk Bentley? Bentley. Thank you. Yeah, I love that song so much. Maybe we can play it. Um, But I do want to preview that we've got some really exciting guests coming up. And I think it springboards off this idea of how do we do it because there's other people besides us going through it. We are remarkable and unique. (laughs) But, (laughs) um, or having gone through it, that can offer some perspectives other than ours. And so we look forward to having some guests. Yeah, our first guests. Coming on real soon. So anything you want to say in summation? Uh, no. No? Huh. Uh, I think... As always, I thank our listeners for hanging in there and hanging out. Yeah, thanks, guys. And until next time. Bye. Bye.